This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. A warm welcome to everyone that's tuned into Radio K Pulpit. You're with Alana Willie for you. And my program is called Body Matters. If you remember last week, we had Rushan Naftali, and we are busy with her four part series at the moment with How to Overcome in a Disorderly World. So last week, we discussed three keys. Um, that um, how to overcome and today we're going to be focusing on the next three keys so i just want to welcome rashan in the studio thank you rashan for for being here and um yeah i was so blessed with your keys last week it's really touched my heart and i'm so looking forward to hearing what you've got installed for us for this week and um so yes, Rishan, how are you? <laughs> Thank you. I am ready. I am well and with God on my side who who can be against me. Oh, you no, know, that's definitely. the attitude. Yeah, that if I'm God have. is for you, who can be against that's you? That's it, yeah. So Rishan, just for those who maybe didn't um they went they didn't listen to the series last week, just in a nutshell, can you just tell us about yourself, one, two sentences? And then maybe we can recap just what was last week's three keys about. Yes. Um, I'm a widow and I've been a widow for 26 years, but I've turned a widow at the age of 32. So that's when my my life changed. And um, so that was 1996. So in a nutshell, um, you know, sometimes something has to die for something new to come alive. And that is what happened with me. So in the, in the year of 2002, the Lord took me up a physical mountain um, where he started ministering to me and he revealed to me 12 heart keys, kingdom mm. heart keys. And this is what we are discussing. And we mentioned three last week, and I'm just quickly going to mention them before we go on with the rest. But what this is about is that the Lord said to me, when I asked him, what are these 12 keys? What are they? And he said to me, this is what the heart of my bride should look like. Sure. Beautiful. And if we have the heart of the king, the king, because these 12 keys are also the heart of the king. So if we conform to them, then we are able to overcome any trial and tribulation mm. in this world that is filled with disorder. And you know what? I, I just think about it. I think there's so many obstacles um, in in the world today. You know, people face so many things, and I think it's just nice to have some keys. And and as you always do, you add testimony. And I think testimony is so powerful because you know people can relate to that. And so we are going to touch on your key four, which is. Um, Seek the heart of the Father within your own heart and discover your calling. Share a little bit about that key with us today. Yes, maybe I can just quickly just um, mention the first three just quickly. The first one is that we need to be passionate for intimacy with the Lord. That is the Mm. first and foremost important one. If that is not in place, the other 11 that follow it cannot 
come mm-hmm. into place. So that's the first key. The second key is to commit to the son's character. And he had a character of wisdom. And people underestimate the power of wisdom. Because if you have wisdom, you are able to overcome Very many things. And then thirdly, when you surrender your will unto mm. the will of the fathers, then you are busy, then you are in his um, perfect will if you surrender. Yes, aligning yourself. That's it. And that mm. is the best and safest place that you can be in this, in this life today. So to go on to the fourth mm. key, <clears throat> which is to seek the heart of the Father within your own heart. And then you will discover your calling. So you cannot get to your calling by thinking with your head. It has to be a heart-to-heart connection between you and the Father. Mm. So what I can say is that very few people actually have a dream within their heart. And I say few, few people, because there are many people out there that don't yearn for greater things. They're just content with second best or what's given to them in love. So when I talk about a dream, I'm not talking about something in the line of, ooh, I want that luxury car or beautiful home. Hmm. Those are nice to haves. But when we look deeper and we think about what we can do that will make a difference to others, then what we think is our dream is actually God's dream that he put mm, within you. Yeah, he puts it within us. And then mm. he wants to execute it through us. Mm. So it's not about what can he do for me. It's about, Lord, what can I do for thee? So my heart is for the listener to go and ask God to show what his, God's dream is for him and through him. And her. So when you find your giftings, your calling, your dream, that passionate thing that you yes. are about, then it, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel mm-hmm. valuable. And when you go and add value in people's lives, that is that makes life worthwhile. That's very true. That's very true. It's not what I can get is what I can give. That is just it. Calling is about giving. So where do we go and start? And one of the places that I started, what what worked for me was, I went to Romans 12, where he speaks about his giftings, his redemptive gifts. And Jesus conformed to all seven of these gifts mentioned here. And we also are able to conform to all seven of them. But we will have one or two or three that are stronger. And so you need to go to ask yourself, what are you passionate about? And say, for instance, you are a person that wants to encourage people and you want to make them feel better and good about themselves, then you are most likely an exhorter, one of the gifts mentioned here. Maybe you are a servant. Maybe you love helping and caring 
something, for, you know, maybe a suitcase for someone or you drive someone around or you love cooking mm. for that person. It makes you feel good. Yes. Then that shows that you are a servant. Maybe you're a prophet. Maybe you have a burden to tell people to turn back to God. So this is, I'm not going to go into detail yes. about this. I think uh, the listeners can yes. have a little bit of homework to go and have a look at Romans 12, verse 6 to 8, mm. and go and ask the Lord, who are, who am I, Lord? And I like to look at the three strongest mm. ones because it's like uh, if, you th- if you see a picture of a, an arrow and number one is at the spear point and the other two on the sides, it, we are like an arrow in God's mm. hands. So be busy with that all the time and you will hit the mark. And it's very true what you're saying because the Bible says desire these gifts, you know, that we should desire to have these gifts. And when we identify, like you said, those those main ones that stand out, then we should run with that. Yeah. That is it. That is it. And I just want to add to this gift, to, to what you said with the gift, because earlier on you mentioned something and we spoke about the gifts. And I believe that your gifts are your tools for your purpose and for your calling. Absolutely. And that your gifts were never meant to be for you, just a blessing for you, but a blessing where God has placed you strategically to be a blessing unto others. And someone Absolutely. once said to and I said, if you don't take up your your calling, your purpose, your your um, you know, your your blessing, your your gifts, then all the people around you actually don't benefit from it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so um, how will knowing my calling help me to overcome? When you know who you are in God, you are strong. Someone who knows his identity is always stronger mm. than someone who does not know who he is. And a lot of people battle with identity in today's life. Mm. And this is why we need to go back to the the drawing board, to the original, um, the creator. What does he say about you? So we need to go back to the word. But in which way, those who battle with their identity, they often feel insecure, unfulfilled, and they lack confidence and courage. Mm. And, and God is saying to whoever out there, no matter where you are and who you are. He doesn't make flops. You are sitting with gifts in your heart mm. that maybe are dormant, that you are not using. And I can testify to that because God showed me a certain gifting that I have, which I never knew I had. So that's my story. Um in a nutshell, quickly, is that the Lord told me in terms of those giftings, he said, I'm a teacher, I'm an exhorter, um, I beg your pardon, I'm a leader, I'm a teacher, and a prophet. Sure. And that's the combination that I mm. move in. Sometimes the prophet will come out stronger, sometimes the teacher will, sometimes the leader will, depending mm. on the situation. So what I did was, when God told me this, 
I asked for confirmation in Scripture. And that is what whoever Mm. is listening today, go back to God, go to the Scripture and ask God to give you word. Ask him, with which character in the word does he compare Mm. you to? Maybe it's John. Maybe it's Paul. Maybe it's Esther. Maybe it's Gideon. Mm. And then you you'll get to understand yourself better. So long story short, I had to write all of this down, all the scripture God gave me, the mandate that he said, he says, go and teach, go and exhort, and go and intercede for the body of Christ. He says, that's what the three things that you need to do. Most of the time, teach, exhort, and intercede. So I wrote it down, and at the end of the day, it it, uh, became so much information that I had to write it in a book. called I Believe in You. And that book is not saying I believe in you, God. It's God saying I believe in you. That's it. Sure. That is so powerful and so beautiful. I I just thought of something. We, as a ministry team, we were getting together and there was a song playing, um, I Believe in, in You, God. That was the words. And when we were finished, everybody said that in the year, the words, I believe in you, that we were saying to God, I believe in you. We all heard God saying, I believe in you. Wow. So that's a powerful. Wow. Yeah. So we can end off this yes. key by saying that, um, that I overcome, you mm. and I overcome when I walk in my personal yes. calling. Amen. Let's take a short break and then we'll be back after this with key number five. If you've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit, this is Alana Willie Fear with my um with Body Matters. And I have a special guest, Rushan Naftali, in the studio with me from Kingdom Heart Networking. And we are busy with the second part of our four-week series called Overcoming how to overcome in a disorderly world. So we've touched on on various keys last week, and today we've touched on an, uh, one key, which was key number four, and we are going to go on to key number five now. Know and be a doer of the written word. So Rishan, tell us a little bit more about that specific key. People read the Bible in different ways. So I'm asking you, radio listener, how do you read the word? And do you understand it? Mm. Now, some people read from A to Z, right from the beginning of the Bible, right to the end. And that is how they do it. But then you get people who receive rhema word. You ask God for an answer on a specific question that you have for him. And then he directs you to that specific chapter or verse. But then there was a new way of reading the Bible, a a different way of reading a Bible. It's a friend of mine who actually is very mature in the Lord, and she surprised me by saying to me she finds it difficult to read the Bible. And she said, but you know what? I've discovered a new way that works Mm. for me. And she says that she would read a verse or a chapter in the Old Testament Mm. and simultaneously go over to the New Testament and read it at the same time. 
She says, yeah. and she started, things started to break mm, open for wow. her. Can you That's believe very that? Interesting. That is very interesting. But then you get those who don't like to read. Those who listen to the, struggle. To yes. the audio Bible. Mm. Or they want to watch a movie. So the question is, I'm not quite sure what the reason is why people don't really, you get a lot of people that don't really like reading. That's true. And, you know, let's be honest with one another. Ask yourself, is, is the reason why you prefer to listen because you remember better when you listen as opposed mm. to reading? Mm. Then I can understand. But if you are purely lazy, sorry for saying <laughs> it, or impatient, yes. Careful that we don't use that as an excuse because the word is very, very powerful. And I think a lot of us, or a lot of people underestimate its power. All right? So, um, the Bible, yeah, we have different ways of learning and digesting knowledge. Mm. Then I realize that. But let's, let's just look at the Bible for a moment, maybe for those who don't know the Lord and who mm. have happened to tune in. The Bible is not a, an ordinary book. Yes, there's a lot of history in it, but it's not a history book like any other. It requires, for an understanding, it requires salvation, acceptance of Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Amen. And only once you've done that will the Holy Spirit start ministering to you. And you will find that the Word in its supernaturalness will jump up and you will, it will start to talk to you. Now the key here is it's not about how much you read. It's about what you do with what you read. Mm. And this is why this key is no the word and be a doer of the word. God talks to you through the word. He does. So I'm going to give a, a short testimony of a, uh, one of my very best friends. She is a diligent Bible reader. And since I've met her, she has grown and matured spiritually by bounds and leaps. And she's strong and wise because of this. Mm. And you know what she does? It's not just about reading the word. She uses it mm. immediately. She would read the word and then share it practically immediately with somebody else or as the Spirit mm. leads her. Her success lies not so much in her knowledge. She has that knowledge, but the fact that she is a doer of the word. It has sure. come alive in her being in who she is and the anointing that comes with that and the authority that comes with it is just you yeah it sounds so beautiful I can I add to that because um you know with the we you say our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us today our daily bread. And I always believe the as you were chatting now that word that you received is your daily bread. Yes. So somewhere in that day, you need to apply it. That's what I felt. And I 
when I just got saved and I didn't know the word of God, I remember reading something and then almost also like her thinking, okay, today it was about giving one day. <laughs> and then I said the whole day, who am I supposed to give something to today? And I wow. had to give something away wow. that day. So that's just putting it into a practical perspective of, you know, what your your friend has done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that was my ne next question. Dear radio listener, what are you eating? And how often are you eating from the bread of life? Wow. That what mm. you eat comes out of your mouth. What do you eat? Okay, so my own story in this key is how do I read the Bible? I tend to stick to the rhema. It works for me. Um, I've learned to hear and discern the voice of God, but that only came with practice. Mm. So I'm not better than anyone else. It's just practice. And I would ask the Lord to give me an answer to a certain question, and he would give me a certain scripture. And that's how I started communicating with him and he started communicating back with me. But what I need to mention here is I find that a lot of people battle to concentrate. They battle to read. Um, if I may leave a clue, maybe a little tip, shall I rather say, um, I believe in cleaning house personal house. Before you start to hear from the Lord, download from Him, um, or receive anything from Him, you ask the Lord to cleanse you from everything that is not of Him. And that includes bad emotions, anger, unforgiveness. Those things can cause you not to understand or take mm. in the word and even foods if i'm going to be very straightforward if you if we stuff ourselves with too much food before we want to sit and hear from the lord we'll find it a little difficult to hear this is to my personal yes mm. because all the energy is going into digestion <laughs> you know so um to conclude this key is how does or why, why, why is it so important to read the Bible and how do, will it help us to mm. overcome trials and tribulations? The Word is a life manual. We are the creation. God's the creator. So the creation has to go and conform to the requirements of the creator. Mm -hmm. The Bible equips us teaches us, gives us answers to questions. It um, corrects us. Mm. If we are out of line, God talks back and he'll mm. say, listen, don't be like such and such a character in the Bible. You know, come in line, mm. for instance. And it shows out what is right and wrong in life. So basically, I want to end off this tool this kingdom heart key by saying that I overcome all challenges in life when I am a doer of the holy written word. 
Sure. That is very powerful. There's so much going through my mind, you know, as I was listening to this word. And, you know, I also see the the Bible as the constitution of the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. You yeah. know, and when we are, um, we know when we understand, when we learn the word, we know the rights that we have in our kingdom and we know what authority we have. And so many people, the Bible says you will perish because of a lack of knowledge, because we don't know the words, we don't know the authority, we don't know our rights, what we are rightfully, um, what we can claim in the kingdom. And um, I always say that the Bible is like a constitution because you have your rights, but you have a responsibility. And your responsibility is to be a doer of the word in order to get the results. And um, so seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, everything will be added unto you. So Rishon, tell us about the next key, which is key six, hearing, obeying, and listening to the voice of the Father. Many people don't know the difference between hearing and listening. And because of that, they battle to be obedient unto God's, uh, to God's instructions. And I'll try to illustrate the difference between hearing and listening. Say, for instance, you are sitting inside a classroom and two people are walking past the classroom and they're chatting. From where you are sitting, you can hear them talk in the distance, but you don't necessarily listen to their conversation. You're not taking notes. That's it. But should you incline your ear to their conversation and move closer so that you can hear properly, then you actually listen to each and every word that they are speaking. You could actually even share that same message with someone else because you listen so well. So now that's the question. Sure. Do you listen to people or do you just hear them? And a lot of marriage problems can be solved by good listening to one another. And listening is deeper than hearing. And if you care for someone, you listen deeply to that person. Mm. So let's be real. Some people battle to express themselves properly. And they're misunderstood by others. But if you, the one who is listening to that person, do not react over hastily, but discern in wisdom. Remember key number Three, no, characters, the second one, character of wisdom. Now we already at key number six. Yes. So they were in order, hey? Mm -hmm. The one has to be in place before the other one can, can really work properly. So to say again, um, if, if you who are the listener to another person and you don't react over hastily, but you discern in wisdom and you read between the lines, then they won't be misunderstanding. Mm. Those who have wisdom 
are better listeners. Sure, that's powerful. So, why is hearing and listening and obeying so important? Bottom line is life is not about ourselves. It's about being a conduit for God to work through. And I want to encourage the body. What's the program's name? Body, body, matters. body matters. I want to encourage the body out there that all of those who are saved, who've accepted Jesus as their personal savior, have the ability to hear God's voice. So maybe if you do not know God yet or Jesus, I want to encourage you to accept Jesus mm. Christ into your heart. And then you will find and discover new things. And over time, you start to recognize his voice. Please note what I'm mm. saying. Over time, I had mm. to practice over and over mm. to recognize his voice. Okay, the only difference between people who hear God's voice and those who don't is practice, training and fit. Who's fit? Some are, some are more fit than others in hearing his voice. Okay, so sometimes God allows circumstances in our life to get our attention. So take note that God's trying to get your attention. And if God sees that you are obedient in the small things, he knows you'll be obedient in the big. So to explain that, I'm going to share my testimony. And then we'll finish off with this, this key. Um, I was driving in a car. Now, this is a small thing. The first one is, is the small testimony. The big testimony is going to come afterwards. Mm. So the small testimony is about I was driving in my car one day. And I was on my way to drop my son off at the um, extra class classes for maths. So as I was driving, I was passing by a lady walking alongside the road. And I had this little unction that when I come back, I've got to pick her up. So I thought, no, I'm just, you know, what's that? You know, just, you know, ignore that. That's my own thoughts. So I drove on, dropped my, dropped my son off, and on my way back, I clearly heard the Lord say, stop and pick this woman up. And I was reasoning with the Lord. Why, Lord? You don't just pick up strangers alongside the road. Yeah. It's dangerous. And he said, she's not going far. Just pick her up. So I call her and I say, hi, um, would you like a lift? She said, yes. I said, uh, where are you going? Where, do, where must I drop you off? Her exact words were, no, I'm not going far. <laughs> Confirmation. Just round the corner to pick and pay. Sure. So that, after dropping her off, I said, Lord, what was that about? What on dear earth was that about? And he said to me, no, I was just testing you. I wanted to test you if you will obey mm. me. Sure. Or are you going to reason with me and, and you know, try and get out of it? Yeah. And he says, when I tell you to go and kiss somebody's feet, 
don't ask why and try and reason mm. it out. Just do it and you will see what happens. So that was my first lesson, my small, short lesson. And then the last one was um, many years later, um, as an intercessor uh, for nations, I the Lord sent me to Netherlands, Rotterdam. And um, Rotterdam is the biggest port in Europe. And the Lord said to me, I must go and pray thee and then uh, make declarations and then also blow the shofar because a port is a gate in the spirit. Yes. But what happened was, in sh at short notice, the Lord said to me, you're going to do it three days in a row. So you who I, I was staying and um, my accommodation was in a different city in The Hague and I had to get onto a train, go to Rotterdam climb off there and walk quite a distance to sure. the port. Mm -hmm. Do what the Lord told me three days in a row. Wow. So maybe you can ask and say, but why three days? What about your feet that got tired? You know, you were physically tired. I did not ask questions. Mm -hmm. The Lord knows what he's doing. I was merely a conduit for his power to be executed. And that is what I did. So for anyone else out there, if you hear the voice of God, mm. you recognize it, listen to it and obey what he tells you to do because no word spoken by him through you will ever return void. And that is how you will overcome. Lastly, key number six, you overcome any trial, tribulations and difficulties when you hear his voice, listen to it and obey the voice of God. Sure, I'm listening to you. I'm hanging on to every word that you're saying, Rishan. And I can clearly see that God has given you, given you the gift for teaching. So praise God for that. And I hope it's a blessing for you guys too. But let's take a short break and then we will be back. I would just like to welcome everyone that's tuned into Radio K Pulpit. It's Alana at Wellyview. And this is nearly the end of my program, and I've been chatting to Rushan, um, Naftali, and we've touched on um, how to overcome in this orderly world. So we've just finished off with um, key four, five, and six today. And before we end off, I just really want to ask you, Rushan, have you got a word in your heart or a word of encouragement for the listeners out there today? In fact, I do. Good. I'm glad. Would you love to share that with us? <laughs> Dear listener, how desperate are you for a change? Go and clean your own house. Don't let it not be from where you left off, but let it be a new fresh start. Doesn't matter how old or who young, how young you are. God is saying to you today, I believe in you. I believe in your ability to overcome all trials and tribulations. Thank you so much. And with that, Rashawn, could you end off with prayer for us today? <clears throat> Heavenly Father, 
Today I want to stand in the gap on behalf of men and women who are listening today. Now say, Heavenly Father, I come and bring myself before you. I lay myself before you. I prostrate myself before you. And I surrender my spirit, my soul, and my body unto you. Everything that I've been battling with, I come and give to you and I ask your help. Lord, your word says, although my sins were as red as scarlet, it shall be as white as snow. And for those who want to accept the Lord and make a change to start afresh, pray this prayer which I've just done now. It's not about having these wonderful words. It's just surrendering and say, Lord, here I am. Take me and take me where you want me to be for your glory. Amen. Amen. Rashawn, thank you so, so much for that word of encouragement. And just, oh, those keys are so powerful. And I'm so looking forward to hearing the rest next week. So please join us next week as we go on to the third part. And we're going to touch on on the next keys. And um, so please join us. I'm so looking forward to it. Thank you, Rashawn, once again for coming. And um, everyone have a wonderful week. And I'm so looking forward to you guys. Um, we'll meet again the same time next week, Saturday. From me, Alana Willie, for you, have a blessed week. Amen. Amen. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.